0: Welcome to the Futile Podcast tonight. It's... You know that Seth's thing, right? So when you you okay. co-opt it, it's just like... Do you, do you think I don't do something like that on purpose? I, I'm sure. I know what you're doing. But you think Seth listens? He, he's not going to know. It doesn't matter if he listens or
1: not. Someone's going to listen. And someone will tell him? Well, someone's going to eventually say something that I do, and it's going to make him furious.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay. You've got a logic to it, I guess. Tonight, I uh, thought we'd uh, we could talk about The Hobbit Part 2, The Desolation of Smaug. Just call. it say smog. 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 Right, because the desolation was kind of weak in this. I mean, the desolation is going to happen at the beginning of part three. Yeah, the desolation didn't even happen. Or, or it, or it was kind of in reference. Or to it was the in old reference to the def- old desolation. desolation of Not that like I was sitting there waiting for it. I mean, um, I don't know. I definitely have a nostalgia for the old cartoon, but I feel like that old cartoon just got through everything so quick, and it's like seventy minutes long or something. Was good nothing has really been better than the old cartoon yet about these hobbit movies for me which is kind of unfortunate um they haven't been bad they just uh, i don't even know there's so much it doesn't seem like the people making them don't care it doesn't seem like they're you know going cheap on things or anything it's just there's this kind of inevitable anticlimactic quality to it or mild mediocrity i guess to it that mm. i just don't It makes it kind of uninspiring. I forced myself to see it. I wasn't excited necessarily, but I was like, I should see this on the big screen. It might be fun. Knowing what I knew about the story, it's like there's supposed to be more shit happening in this part, you know? And it it does happen, but it um. Once again, they're they're doing weird things like with the way they frame the story and stuff that just it it loses uh, franchise factor or if you will, you know, like something, like things that make it consistent, if you're going to look at all six movies. They had subtitles for different uh, languages in the original movies, uh-huh. so like for Elvish and stuff, so it's not a big deal that they have a bunch of subtitles, especially this one from like the orcs talking to each other. Right. Um, but they, I don't think they had title cards before. And in this one, they have title cards, like, and it's like, they set this the, the opening like 12 months before and it doesn't seem to really do much like I literally was sitting there as I always am because I get nervous when I'm watching movies and I'm like I think I have to go to the bathroom about like one trailer before the movie's about to start and I'm like I think I should just go you go to the bathroom like 15 times, I, right? I went a lot this time and I think that's because I took a vitamin like an hour before oh gosh, and I hydrated you up vitamins
1: yeah I know it's your tiny feminine female <laughs> woman's bladder right that's what it is. You don't you, you need to do some more Kegels or something.
0: I don't know. Well, yeah, it, uh, there there were plenty of opportune moments to go off and use the facilities in this movie, though, t- where people were talking about things we'd already seen or we already knew, or it was just like you could tell nothing was going to happen for about two or three minutes. I mean, we both discussed after this after seeing it, and, and I think just like with the first Hobbit movie, they um. They could have cut about half an hour out of it pretty easily, I'd say. And it wouldn't have felt like we lost anything. And I don't think that about the original theatrical releases. Here's Uh, here's why you don't think that. Because the original
1: theatrical releases of The Lord of the Rings, 99% of that stuff was from the book. Right. If this was the length it was, because it was all material from the book, that would be different. But this, so far, these have been two movies with the length they are because of about half an hour to 40 minutes of added stuff that weren't in the books. Or greatly elongated sequences of things happening. In Lord of the Rings, there are long described sequences of battles and even even little skirmishes that happen here and there with like Legolas and Gimli and so forth. Uh but in this case, it's like not only certain things are certain things made up, but then like, you know, the actually I really I I enjoyed the th- most of the things that were made up, but it bothered me that they were there. So mm-hmm. it kind of held it held it back for me a little bit. That's weird. But like one one thing Peter Jackson has always been fantastic at is probably the stuff that like we we saw, we saw it with our friend Luke, and he he finds he found like a, all the Rube Goldbergian uh, chase sequences to be really cloying or annoying in, in 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 multiple ways for depending on which one it was. But like the one in the river and the barrels. There's there's such cartoony inventive stuff going on in them. It's, right, it's re- it's really fascinating to me to see and 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 uh, me uh, and some nerd a uh, couple seats down from me were like both laughing at the same time. A bunch when, of people were... when when the, the, when uh, Gimli's dad uh, the spear got stuck in the guy in front of him and it slowly bent his uh, his barrel up and then he bounced. For like a minute straight, smashing people on and off the rocks and <laughs> in and out. Yeah, it was awesome. Like I loved that, but it was so retarded. Like looking back dumb. on it, it, was so yeah. stupid. But I loved it.
0: I thought that's, that's fantastic
1: filmmaking. That's inventive fine. and exciting. Yeah. But if you but if you think too hard about it, it's like it was all CGI. It wasn't from the book. It was just there as popcorn crap for kids. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, there, there's there's no denying the results, and this this movie's going to make a billion dollars, like all the rest of them did. And. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do, you know?
0: Yeah, it's it's an ingrained franchise, and so, yeah, that is, that is, a lot of these movies are kind of, um, they're, like, story-proof at this point. Like, no one liked a, a Spider-Man 3, but Spider-Man 3 made more money than Spider-Man 1 or 2, right? Well, that's because of I didn't even monster see it. opening weekend.
1: Yeah. Monster opening weekends mean that they're going to, that they're going to end up the way they do, and that that's based off of monster opening weekend for a third film is based off of the success of the second one.
0: Right. Okay. Well, the second one was so good that yeah. that was why. Yeah. I, I kind of, I pretty much agree with you and I have that same kind of weird ambivalence about the stuff that was added. I was intrigued by the added stuff in the first one because I'm like, Oh, they're going to take all the like story relevant stuff from the Silmarillion and put it, insert it into, to the book, into the storyline. The away. Silmarillion at all. I tried twice. It's so dry. If you took the good dry. stuff, it is dry, and but it's in it. interesting.
1: But 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 the but it ends. It's it's like that's his. It's his Genesis. Yeah. To the book of his of his Bible that he's built of all these things. Yeah. So it's all stuff that happens way before it. It, it explains it explains where the races came from and all these different um, beings that don't exist in the later things because they were they were there and then died out. And there's you know certain ones are angels and certain ones are demons and it's, it's explained that Sauron is basically like a kind of like the satan character but he's but he's more accurately um, like the chief lieutenant of yeah. the satan character who's just hung around for years and keeps trying to bring back you know ruling
0: in darkness and there, and, first there was a luvatar and then... exactly like yeah so melkor or whatever yeah
1: and and all those things were like the angels that then you know but and it's 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 I don't know all the stuff is very interesting to me but I can see why it wouldn't be interesting to, an, interesting to an actual paying audience.
0: Well, because it's hard to. Um,
1: but he, but a the some ends so far before even the Hobbit begins that, like, taking stuff out of it and putting. Well, it I don't in know there,
0: what they were doing then, but I mean, some of the stuff. Apparently,
1: a lot of the stuff was based off of notes he had for the Hobbit, and he and he went back and amended it so many times with new material after he did Lord of the Rings right. to. Fill gaps and explain things, and make it so that they they were actually leading into each other more. So the thing about the Witch King, if you read early, King, yeah. if you read early editions of the Hobbit, it's nothing nothing about Sauron, nothing about nothing about almost any of the stuff in Lord of the Rings. Right. It's just it was just a standalone
0: thing. I think the old cartoon is that pretty much. There he does find the ring though. Like was that yeah. always that was always in the book? Yeah. yeah. And and I do remember some appendices or something where they do talk about like, well, Gandalf was off looking into this uh, the thing about the Witch King, whatever, and then, you know, the Witch King is Sauron, and so that's right. sort of what's happening there. But the Witch King wasn't originally
1: Sauron. He went back and...
0: Probably, yeah. Anyway,
1: you know, I, I, I take great interest in uh, British, Australian, New Zealand actors taking over all the American roles. Right. This movie had it was it's mostly british and new zealand and whatever actors you know all all that sort of right. same, same deal but the one interesting one is the uh the guy who plays the uh the wood elf king thranduil or whatever yeah. is Lee Pace who's right. american and he does a really fantastic british he does really fantastic english like lilting well, he's the, he's the, is he, he's the guy from that um he's from pushing Brian, daisies from pushing daisies yeah. right are you sure he's american yeah yeah, yeah. lee pace born march 25th, 1979 Chickasha, Oklahoma, United Oklahoma. States. Oklahoma, okay, well there you go then. Um, He's the bad guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right, that's, yeah. Where he Ronan the Accuser, yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, I, I didn't particularly like him. I thought
0: he he played it pretty, uh, lid I don't know, I mean, it was an obvious, like, you know, this is the guy that doesn't want to get involved in anything outside of his, his realm. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> no, you know it, it's sort of like the, yeah, uh... Here's, here's the thing we were talking about after the movie.
1: Unfortunately for Peter Jackson he's taking from what's, what's essentially a religious text to nerds. Right. So, and then he, it's, it's like making a movie of a cup of a certain, like a book of the Bible and then adding a whole bunch of chase scenes and extra characters <laughs> yeah. and love interests that don't exist. You yeah. See what I mean? Like yeah. it's that it's, it's almost like heresy. It's almost like what he has done is kind of heresy. However, the stuff wasn't bad I was fully expecting to hate the uh, the chick from Lost Evangeline Lily I was expecting to hate her stuff and I actually ended up liking her and I ended up liking the stuff and I hate her I hate her. Everyone hates her. Everyone I, hates Evangeline. Well, from she but, lost, she, but she was dude. pretty good, yeah. But she was yeah I, pretty good. I,
0: I, I agree. I mean, I didn't like so, her character that much. And the
1: immense with. amount of time they they spent in the city, in the, yeah. in the, in the city of men, and Lake Town. actually ended up being you know, okay. But but in the back of my mind, while I'm watching all these things that weren't in the like, book... Like, this
0: doesn't matter. Doesn't I kept matter. Thinking, doesn't matter. Why?
1: Why? 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 Even though it was actually pretty good. So, if I had not... If, if I didn't know what was in the books... If I didn't know what was in The Hobbit, or at least the last version, I mean, I mean, last time I probably read it when I was when I was like 12, 12. so who knows? There, there might be even newer editions that his son has been putting out. Maybe. They have more and more stuff that his father meant to put in it. That I don't think really
0: I had. have old copies anymore. I'd probably have... Whatever I get will probably well, have the like movies picture. I used
1: to read my, my grandpa's uh, uh, copies of these things, and they were very old editions. Right. Very old. I, I have... After my grandpa died, I got a bunch of his super old editions of stuff, and I have... At least two of his uh, Lord of the Rings ones, and they're from like, they're from like the
0: sixties. Oh well, those are probably worth something. Take care of those. Yeah, they're they're yellowed and
1: falling apart. Mm -hmm.
0: It's too bad. No, I agree. I think I think it's just it's just filleritis on some level. But like I said, the filler isn't bad. It makes it's not. It makes it more of a you know big tent movie to like throw in those as as much as people want
1: to hate. As much as people want to hate on this, these are these are really fun movies. They really are. I really don't... I really can't find the fault that I want to in them. Yeah. I think for me... I hate the CGI thing. I hate... I, I hate the... it, the the, the... the... So the Lord of the Rings movies, they were so emotionally intense and played by such brilliant actors in most parts. And even the stuff that people make fun of now, uh, with Frodo and Sam and stuff like right, that. Right, yeah. Like they, they really played that stuff to the bone. They really did. Right, yeah. And there was, and there was such an intensity and... Uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, sincerity? Not not as not as sincerity, but at, at all times there was a sense of uh, pace and a ticking clock. And right. And, and and the Hobbit isn't that kind of story, but they're trying to make it that story. So they add a cha- uh, someone who's always chasing them. Right. And, and when they, one thing that was really dumb in this was they pull, they away, pull him they, they away. They pull him
0: away, and then he's like, "Hey, guy, who looks like me? Yeah. You want to go chase him for me instead?" And he's like, "Yeah." So, that, so I have that, to stay here. So that then they can kill me off at the Battle of Five Armies in Part Three, yeah. yeah you, you do start to feel some of the like contrived plotting of, uh, 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 of the stuff that's added, and that is bothersome to me. Like the like the whole thing with with um, uh, what's his name Bard at the lake Ta- at Lake Town. Yeah. Like I think in the original story, he kind of is like the head guy of the town. He's, he's the he's the head. Guy and guy of, so there's no he... there's no like 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 politics about yeah. like and he's he's I, I think I think
1: the uh, the master is still there, but. I, I don't I don't recall that. I don't even really remember the long, long time. Yeah. I, I don't. But, but what I do remember was this. There's a battle. So everything leads up. I remember most of the stuff from the first movie and then some of the stuff from this movie and then there's the big battle. And then it goes and then this man, Bard, yeah. <laughs> comes in and the backstory of him is this: and one time somebody had loosened a scale, and he shot the dragon. It was, it was like I, I, I remember it being like that quick. Yeah. I swear. I mean, I know this isn't true. What is the, the black stuff like, in it? Yeah. No, I know that's in there, but I swear, Bard is in the book for like a page. And I know he's not. I know it's more than that. Right, but, yeah. but it's not nearly as much as they're making him a major character. Yeah, they've made movie. him
0: a pretty significant character at this point. Which, which is, giving him kids and which is Which is, yeah, which is, is kind of dumb because it's not like this guy's going to pan out to anything beyond these movies. It's not like it's going to connect to Lord of the Rings in no, a way where it's like, this is, can't. this you know, this is going to mean something. It's like it doesn't. It's just a guy does this to help to save his town. That's why it would have been really interesting if he had made The Hobbit first. Because it would have
1: been more practical effects. Right. It would have probably stuck to the... He wouldn't have been able to, to raise the money to do three of them. So right. it could have been two, maybe. Yeah. And it probably would have been more stuff from just the book. It would, I, I would have been really fascinated by it to, to see that. And then him make the Lord of the Rings. Well, here's the thing. Time. If
0: you take The Hobbit, and I've thought about this a decent bit, if you take The Hobbit and did it as like a two and a half almost three single movie you wouldn't have to insert, you wouldn't have to force any chase to. or anything because no, it's wouldn't. all there. Yeah. Like I talk about the cartoon, no, it's right. like 70 minutes right. long. That cartoon feels like it's two hours long yeah. but it doesn't feel like it's two hours long in a bad way. Not like sort of the ba- the Bakshi stuff is a little like that. The old John H- Houston narrated, you know, in a hole in the ground with the songs and the singing and everything. Like it's 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 like a George Lucas thing. Like every three pages there's an, there's an engagement with a, yeah. a, an, a goblin or there's, yeah. a, uh, there's the spiders, and then there's the wood elves, and then there's the dragon, and the conversation with the dragon, and the dragon burns the town, and then Bard does his thing, there's the battle of five armies, and boom, boom, boom. So you literally could have done it in one very awesome, very epic, yeah. exciting, single, big-time movie that would be like three hours the, long. The thing is,
1: it is difficult to wring pathos for individual characters. That, that's the one thing about The Hobbit, is compared to Lord of the Rings trilogy, which really grinds the characters down to their very essence and has them crawling and, and dying and starving on their way to fulfilling their goals. Right. The Hobbit is like... It's an adventure. Here's a goofy adventure. Like a kind of. But, but, but and
0: the, even in the cartoon, they stick they stick with Thorin's, like, his sense of regaining something for his yeah. people and responsibility there, but then also the greed and then also, like... Yeah. And they, that's what... The, the movie did do kind of strong. Is Thorin is kind of making these promises to the people of Lake Town. Like, I'm going to... Spread the wealth, and then you know, like what happens is and then that he immediately he immediately's like, Nope, this is us, this thinks, is us. About
1: maybe killing uh, uh, Bilbo off if need be, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well, I
0: mean, within this movie, but but I mean, later on, once the dragon's dead, right. it's like, No, this is us, and then everyone starts showing up wanting their chunk, and that's what the battle of five armies right. is. It's basically like, I mean, sort of like dividing and conquering the old empires after world war one kind of thing (laughs) not to get too allegorical with it or anything so yeah i mean i don't know i agree with you that if that it doesn't and that's also a prequel problem too all these prequels don't do anything for you because dramatically you always kind of know who's gonna make it where it's gonna go everything is safe there's no i mean like so you know you're excited to see bilbo go into the into the lonely mountain and confront smog not because you think he's going to die, but just because you want to see what the dragon's going to look like, how the interaction's going to go. I don't know. I was a little disappointed with all the smog stuff. They did do a lot with him, but like you said, once again, it was another one of these Rube Goldberg-like CG yeah. stuff is just spinning around and moving around. It reminded me
1: of the scene in Shrek where uh, the dragon's chasing him around with a, with a chain around her neck when he's... Uh, uh, obviously, you've seen Shrek many times. The like first one? Yeah. yeah, I've seen it and, a couple uh, times. And he's rescuing Cameron Diaz. And uh, he keeps running around things, right. and eventually the dragon is like wrapped the chain all around the things. Then he sticks a sword in the middle of the chain, and then runs outside. And right is about to breathe fire on them. Uh, the and chain grabs just, it. pulls her back, and she's left hanging there crying because yeah. she wanted to bang the donkey. Oh, by Eddie Murphy! Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was just like that. <laughs> it, was
0: sh- <laughs> it was pretty much Shrek.
1: Yeah, it, it was, was just Shrek. Shrek. What happened in in the in the Hobbit Desolation of Smog? It was just it was Shrek. Shrek. Yeah.
0: They missed an opportunity there when he's digging around in the gold to have him drop the ring into that. Like, how, how crazy would that be? <laughs> then the golden little chunk of metal just mixes with everything else. I, I when, they, when they were doing all this added stuff, because the way they were timing it, they, like, had Gandalf fighting Sauron at the same time as, like, Bilbo was encountering Smaug. Yeah. And I kept thinking... Well, maybe they're going to up the ante and have there be something about, like, because this is the last dragon, and dragons are kind of a connection to, like, an older time, you know, whatever, magic or, you know, creatures like that. I thought maybe they would connect those dots and that there would be something there, and maybe they still will in the third one. But they didn't really do anything there, so it was kind of like, well, this cutting in between these two different kinds of situations isn't like, thematically relevant necessarily to each other. It's maybe trying to be a little bit, but but not really. And I don't know. I mean, you talk about pathos, and, like, yeah, I, I agree. The first one is much more Bilbo's story, and the whole story, the whole actual book is very much his story. It's very much his story. And, yeah, and this and one, about... it didn't happen because you have Bard and, and here's, over. And here's, and here's the thing. That,
1: so the, the, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings are set up as two different things about these people who are relatives but but are very different from each other. And Bilbo was somebody who wanted to have an adventure... Um, and was really a cowardly little bitch who then uh kind of found some nice, clever and uh tricky ways to to save the day, and uh then in the end felt very you know, he was he really was like you know, that that's the one thing is that is that um Martin what's his name, Martin uh, Freeman? Martin Freeman, I always wanna say Martin Campbell, he directed Goldeneye. He 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 is such a nice just by watching him act, you can tell he's an incredibly nice person. And what's his name? Uh who plays the old him?
0: Oh, uh, Ian. Holm. Yeah,
1: Ian Holm does not seem like a nice guy. He seems more like Bilbo. He really does. So it's interesting to see that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But but Martin Freeman is also very funny, and he and he has a lot. He he does a lot of little. Uh,
0: not he, in this he, one he, so much. No,
1: he he did. There were a few points where a he, couple uh, times he he said something that he would pause and like look up look up for a second, like he was thinking about what he just said, and then he would he would do a lot. Yeah, he did. He does a lot of Hugh Grantish type things, like the the kind of cute British man type deal. Okay. Uh, yeah, and and listen, it. no one loves cute British men more than me. Okay, and I got a soft—I've always got a soft spot for him because I've got a soft spot for everyone who was in the British office, and I have a a miserable hard spot for everyone who was in the American
0: office. <laughs> right, right, okay. <laughs> miserable hard spot. <laughs> yeah. No Steve Carell for you,
1: huh? I—I I, no, actually, I like Steve Carell. I just don't like—I just don't like even the idea of the American office. But yeah. you know what? Hey, more money for for Gervais, right?
0: Yeah. More money. More money for him. And, That's m- the one and thing merchant.
1: That... <laughs> yeah, and merchant. Do you ever watch the show? No, I haven't seen it yet. It's supposed to be great. I, I, I've, I've been holding off on watching it, but I, I think I should probably check it out.
0: Hey, ladies. No, and so I feel like there was less with Bilbo in this one, and he, he never... There, there was, was, never yeah. n- not, not a lot. He saved the day, which he does do in the book, but there's less sense of fear from him, which I think you still want in this, like... He's very much so like totally in it to well he's
1: it. he he's resigned to st- stay true to his word, yeah, which is like a noble thing, yeah, it is, but I feel but, like that but resonates. but it's still it's but it's still interesting, you know they they definitely set him apart as a separate type of character than frodo, which is very necessary frodo was was so altruistic frodo is a is an altruistic mary sue he's he he will gladly bear the burden of the entire world right, to okay, do this yeah. thing that has been put on him, and Bilbo was like. He has to constantly tell himself, like, oh, "I got to do the right thing. I got uh, to do the right thing." You know, which I like. I like that. I like that of a character. But
0: uh. I didn't get a. I didn't get a strong sense of that in this one, though. Like, there were a couple times he could have let the let no, the but, dwarves but, go.
1: And no, you're right. Escape, but, but, but
0: he always he saves them two or three times. No, he does.
1: But it's not like he's just trying to escape. There's there's the points where like Gandalf asks us that he's different, and he almost tells him about the ring, but he doesn't. Yeah. It's not because of bearing some burden or something. Or, or that he's fearing it's changing him. It's because he wants to keep it. Well, right, yeah, because right, of the, the selfishness. And, right,
0: yeah, that effect of the ring on him versus Frodo is is over gosh, there. The,
1: the, the one thing that that keeps striking me, having seen the first two movies of this series now, all the way through, is whenever I see something, whether it's good or bad in either movie, it reminds me of something that is so much better in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> they, they they the level of the level of terror in those movies is high. The level of Humor is high. That the, the, the every, everything is is just phenomenal. The, the stuff where, in the in the first movie, where um, in, in the first act, where the Ian Holm character snaps at him mm-hmm. and his eyes grow huge for a second. It's all cartoony. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh! Like that's terrifying. That is that's pretty, super terrifying. Pretty, pretty, yeah. And uh, like the, uh, the the stuff, the one thing that's so great about that first film is the stuff with the Nazgul and them on the horses and oh, yeah. beating that's down scary. the door of the town and and. Them hunting them through the woods, like that. That's that. That whole movie is just fantastic. That first one really is the best one. I think when you go back, I love the second one for the battle scene. This goes on for an hour and a half or whatever. Not that long. It's an hour. And you know, the third one wins the Oscar because they're they're wanting to give it to him for the entire series. Right? Yeah. It's a it's, uh, a, it's a lump. Sum the third thing. one is the least of the of the films. I think the first one really is great. It's the same thing where you think about like, oh the Indiana Jones movies, or oh, this movie, this you know, the the, the first one in any of those trilogies that that you know. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite of the thing. Who's to say that Star Wars isn't isn't the best out of the three? It's just so simple and Star paradigm, Wars is the most pure. And it's pure, yeah. It really is. You know, like so. So who's to say that
0: that it's not? I, I have. I, I kind of don't even bother to, to distinguish. I, I just think though that for me, I get the most almost like joyous fulfillment at that literal midpoint in the trilogy of Lord of the Rings, where it's like all the shits happening, all these moving parts are finally coming into play, and it's kind of like. And once the Ents decide to join the battle, it's like the music cues and you're like, wow, there's like five different things happening. All these characters have come together and then broken apart and they're each doing different things that are all very important and kind of interrelated at once. And that's just the sort of inevitable, for me that's always been the inevitable, I don't know, the dilemma of a trilogy, of a real proper trilogy that's, three, that's one story in three parts. Yeah. Is, is that, like, the most awesome part in terms of the drama and the excitement and everything is almost always going to be somewhere around the, you know, 40 to 60% mark, you know? Like, the, like the, the up of the curve and then right. the crest and then the down of the curve, Which is why you, a lot of, like, Return of the King is sort of trying to get back at the sense of direness that's going on in the second one with, you know, Helm's Deep and, and everything. And it's sort of there, and there's good moments, but... Then they follow it up with they have a battle in the daytime and then they have another battle like right at the gates well, and it's like the the issue
1: with the issue with Lord of the Rings and I had I had these issues with the books when I was a kid and it's very similar to the issues that are in Return of the Jedi, which is you have to split the major characters into these disparate stories where they're all heading in different directions that eventually right. end up the same thing, and the main characters thing is just dull as hell. Return of the Jedi. Luke sits in a room with the Emperor and Darth Vader for like three hours. That's not, that's not true, but <laughs> no. it takes. But it, but it, but most of it, and they just—that's what he's doing. Like they just that talk, talk. Part, right? Yeah. And then he's like, "No," and they're like, "Yes," and he's like, "No," just over and over. And in Lord of the Rings, th- the first time I read the book, the second time I read the book, the eighth time I read the book, first time I saw the movie, you st- you start with them tromping through these miserable moors in yeah, Mordor, yeah. and and they're just they're just so weary. They're they're weary from the get go, and they just get more and more weary and downtrodden. It's not pleasant. And there's almost no food, and then there's all then there's even less food later, <laughs> and and uh, things. And then suddenly, Oh crap! We fell down the mountain. We're now we're even farther. I, mean, I don't even know if that happens. The, the, I think ter- that does ter- happen. Ter- yeah, terrible, yeah. miserable, and it's just wearying. So it's, wearying it's, it's to tough watch. It's tough to read. It's yeah. re- te- wearying to read the same stuff. Like in, in so in, in, in Return of the Jedi you have the space battle which space battles are always great I, of course i want to see a space battle that's it always a trap. exciting right yeah, yeah that's a trap and then people are getting blown up and and uh, Protect bl- the medical a black guy the in falcon instead and it then it was he, his ship it was his ship yes of course he lost it in the game of cards so he
0: knows how to fly that ship better than uh, him, you could say and then
1: and then the stuff on uh, the moon of endor yeah. yavin yeah no uh, no it's not yavin
0: it's just the forest. It's the forest moon of Endor, What's which Yavin? I think is Yavin Four. Is 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 the moon that the Rebel base is on in the first Star Wars, in the first movie. one? Okay,
1: you tell me. Yeah, hey, I just here, did. Here's the thing:
0: <laughs> before Yavin
1: and after Yavin. That's how they. That's how they date the Star Wars timeline. You know that?
0: You mean the Battle of the First Death Star? Yeah. I I think I did know something. Yeah, like isn't that weird? I, I found online once like a text file. Yeah. Like I downloaded. There, there was um. Like the history of the Star Wars universe, Yeah. and I, one one night when I was just bored, and I, I would go back and read pieces of it. Like it's literally like a million years before st- before the Battle yeah. of Yavin. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: That's what it is. Yeah, it's a and giant I read a life.
0: bunch of stuff. I mean, there's all kinds of cool stuff about like Sith libraries and stuff. Oh sure, yeah. Uh,
1: you if you're not a video video game guy, but the well, all the old Republic the, stuff the, the Ni- and the, the, the comics the, too. The, yeah, the Knights of Old Republic one and two before the uh, the the MMO game. Um, really interesting stuff and it's you know you, you play it and you're exploring these areas and unlocking things and it's always telling you stuff and it's all officially sanctioned because there is an archivist just like there is with the comic book you know there's a DC archivist it's right. an official person who makes sure everything is kept in order and anyone can go to them and say hey uh, where did this guy come from can you tell me if this ever happened? Can you tell me if you ever met this person? They're like, no, yes, no, no, no. The and DC and
0: everything. Marvel archives have probably killed themselves by yeah, no, with all all the actually shit was, that they've pulled. I was the, reading that the uh, last that, two or three years that, at those companies. Batman
1: Earth One and uh, Jeff Johns actually dedicates it to uh the old DC archivist who died, and I expect that he died from shame.
0: Probably did. Yeah. Died from goddamn misery. Why do you keep fucking this up? (laughs) He's like, what do you even need me for anymore? (laughs) None of this matters (laughs) anymore. You just keep shit-can that, shit-can that. Oh, man. Um, It's such a fucking tangent with Batman. Like, I really want to go back when zero year's done and I want to read all of the quote-unquote new 52 Batman in order, like in chronological order. But then that would get me into stuff with Damien, and Damien is this weird thing that kind of for Batman is is a holdover from the pre fifty two, and 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 it's definitely but like, but it's I, it's a very I, recent holdover. It is it is, but it's something that like and it's I, great. Damien's great. I, I love it, but I can't. I wouldn't want to read it without then reading all of the Damien's, which means I got to read all the Morrison stuff. Anytime time I want to, be, either either version of Batman stories I ever want to read, if I just want to read a good chunk of them, I'm probably always going to have to read Morrison's stuff, just because Damien is so critical to that. Damien so quickly
1: is the best character in DC, the entire DC. <laughs> I'm glad you so like quickly. it. Quickly, da- Damien is great. It's fucking
0: heartbreaking though. They didn't need to kill him, man. He was so fun. You think he's dead? Yeah. No. I mean, there's clones of him, but the actual Damien that was with Bruce no. and with Dick no. and having adventures and he's like, Richard, it was an honor and all that. He got, he got ran through with a sword he's and fine. he's dead. He's fine. No, he's, he's dead, fine. man. It's actually, and, and like, that was hardcore. Like, read like issue eight of, ba- 18 of Batman and Robin. Have you ever, the, have the you ever heard of a issue? Lazarus
1: Pit? He's yeah. fine.
0: No, no, fine. I don't think so. I don't think so. Damian. They did They did take... I mean, Morrison played on I will a, bet you
1: any amount of money that Damien comes back. I will bet... That you that the actual Damien? The actual Damien will come back.
0: I don't know. People might leave it alone because Morrison. Can you name a
1: single character who has ever been killed who did not come back? By Grant Morrison. By any... Gene Gray.
0: In DC, ever. In DC, okay. <laughs> no, but I mean like... I mean, Andy Cupert's already doing a little miniseries. It's like an alternate Is universe. Is Damien a popular character? He, yeah, he was. Damien will come back. I I don't know. I don't know, we'll, we'll probably see end up killing it. clones that people have
1: already liked. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's going to be an Orphan Black type thing. That could be interesting. Anyway, that was weird Batman aside. But uh, I don't know, I'm hard pressed to give this thing more than a three. I think I'll just give it a three. And I just, I just, I've never felt this. I'm going it
1: this. It, it's the same as I gave the first one. I don't remember what that was. It's I like the first three one 3. more. 5.
0: I, I didn't, I didn't like the first one anymore. I think
1: this one was more exciting than the first one. I think the first one had less, uh, the fake stuff in it. It's, it's, a, it's a three, three and a half, whatever it is. It's they're, yeah. they're entertaining, fun movies. So I would never say no to watching one. Well,
0: I'm glad you like Damien in the bat. So you read? Do you you read all that right? Like you read the bat? I haven't all. gone
1: through the whole your whole bat box now.
0: Oh, okay. So you didn't get to the end? I know, I know what happened to Damien. I already knew. So you, I well, know what right.
1: happens. I always know what happens to all these people you, i read this. i read, read up on this it. stuff you no, cheat. cheat i read it that's cheating i see, I see when stuff comes cheating. out and i read up on it because i know i'm probably not going to read most of it
0: well okay
1: and i want to be at least well, i want you to be able to actually finish the storyline i will i'll finish
0: it i didn't you know you can put did, throw it up in the room i'll read it up I'll, I'll put it up there gosh no no i don't think they're bringing him back but any amount of money right now i you know, you know, we'll both be right, and that's the thing. No, we'll we won't both be right. Because it will be like, I don't Maybe know, if man. It takes 10 years. That was a clone of that one, and no, I said it would be no. the regular one that would know. And, like, you know, within well, they infused Original Damien will be back. <laughs> did original Jason Todd come back? Not really. Yes. Kind
1: of. Yes. Really. It's really him. If they,
0: if they did the Lazarus Pit thing with him, too. Yeah. Huh? That was weird. It's easy. They it's have a Lazarus it. Pit in this world. Mm hmm.